YT Productions. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a lot. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. Yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, Boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. And you gon' learn today, you gon' learn today How your team they play, play, they play yeah. How they play, boy, you gon' learn today How your team they play, they play, they play How they play, play, yeah We represent that swag, that me yak And let me say, say, what's up to Tennessee State State Tune into the agency sports lab With Dr. This is Dr. Camille with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Well, not so fast, my friends. We have Alan Williams sitting in for none other than Mike Washington. Mike Washington is back on assignment. Uh, we're going to have to check his enrollment status. Does he meet the 60% threshold? <laughs> I would be forced to have to drop him from the road, Charles, Professor Bishop, as we say in the classroom. But no, nah, we're just kidding. He's taking care of business, and we got you. We got you right here. Welcome to episode 161 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC diaspora, i.e. all things HBC sports from the institutions, what? Large and small, NAA, IA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBC sports culture and HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs. And oftentimes, we go into the business of HBCU sports like none other. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-hosts, Alan Williams and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to Case Week 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas <laughs> Southern University in Houston, Texas. With that... Today's episode of Inside HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that, let me welcome my guest into the show, Alan Williams. How are you doing today? Doing great, Doc. Good to be here. Always good to sit in with the dean. And uh, Mike Washington asked me to sign the role for him. <laughs> <laughs> we still doing that back in the day. I hear you. I hear you. I like the 1876. Hold on, man. Hey, can, I put it it order? can I put it in the order, man? Hey, man, we got you. You know, you have Joe Clay on later. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to get him. So this is what we're going to do today as I welcome none other than the Professor Bishop, Charles Bishop. How are you doing today? Doing well, Dr. Ville. Doing well. I mean, it's been a great day. Uh, ripping and running a little bit, but I'll I tell you what. I, I'm getting myself up to speed on everything and everyone. I mean, I've been pouring through stats. I mean, getting ready for the 
the 2021 football season, but everybody, let's get vaccinated. Let's get vaccinated so that we can uh, see this 2021 season. Thank you for those comments. That's extremely important right now. Uh, but this is what we're going to do. The first half of the episode, if you would, after the first and second quarter, we'll be joined by, joined by Joe Clayton that will do the second half. So we're going to tag team a little bit. Alan Williams will do the first half. Then we'll come in and get the second trooper on the second half. Then we're going to give you some updates and information. But let's, let's, this is what we do in this lecture lab, man. We go straight for the best. Uh, no chaser, as they say in a lot of places in the world. Alan, I need, you know, one of the hottest things out there is Charles Bishop was talking about because he's been taking some heat. Really, all of us have been taking some heat. Somebody going to love it. Some people going to hate it. But we did our predicted order finish, right? That's right. Eastern Division, Western Division. Yes, Man, so give us your Eastern Division. Predicted order of finish. Start from the bottom. Start with six and count it up to who is number one. Oh man! All right. So in the east, that's right. That's right. That's right. We're gonna get it right in the mix. In the east, <laughs> man. Okay. So the east ought to be wild. I, I, you know what? Let let me start from the top. Let me go and start from the top. All right. All right. I'm in the east, I, I'm going. I'm going with fam. You. You know, I'm not blocking my own blessings. I understand Charles got to do what he got to do. But, uh, you know, I'm going with FAMU, taking, taking the, the, the top slot. Second slot, I'll go ahead and I, I, I'll, give, I'll give it to Jackson State. They have a stacked roster. That is for sure. They have a stacked roster. Um, the only question mark I have is they're going to have a, a young quarterback. He's got a little swagger, but, you know, coming out of the gate, you run, you coming off the porch running with the big dog. So I like the fact that he's got that swagger. But we're going to see when, when, when they hit that field. And no bigger test than that first game down there in Miami. You get Jackson State and FAMU. So I, I'm looking forward to that opener. Uh, behind there, you know, with, with Alcorn moving over to the wild, wild west, I, I think it's, it's going to be kind of wide open over there in, in the east, man. So it's kind of it's hard to predict. But uh, you can't go against the, the current conference champs. Alabama A&M and now they could be a sleeper because Akio Glass as we saw in the spring is the truth so we you know it's going to be interesting to see you know we could see this whole pole flip upside down by week three <laughs> <laughs> so so the preseason polls yeah it's fun but I don't know man it's, it's going to be tough because it's all going to depend on that play of Akio Glass now, I see him playing on Sunday, so is he going to come out here reckless abandon trying to secure this championship again, or is he going to come out here a little cautious and, and, and make sure that he can uh, keep, his, keep himself healthy and, and in consideration for Sundays? So, you know, those are my top three. Uh, behind there is wide open. Now, when we talk about moving over to the West, hey, man, it's hard to go against Alcorn. But then Alcorn is coming over here to the wild, wild West where we got SU, the Jaguars, even though they got a new coach. Hey, what LL Cool J say back in this song, you got a good team, you just need a new coach. Hey, we're going to see if, if, if Southern can prove that to be true. So I, I look for either Southern or Alcorn to win over in the Wild West. And then right behind them, I've got Prairie View. Now, they lost Story Jackson, a couple of other key players in the transfer portal. But I think uh, 
I think Prairie View's got, got a little something to say. You got to remember in the spring without, without some of those COVID uh, cancellations, man, they were in the hunt. They were in the hunt. So, I, and then behind them, I put Grambling. And after that, of course, you get, you get your UAPB. And, Whoa! Whoa! And, and then uh, we're going to see what happens after that. Whoa! Well, Whoa. well, I'll say this first. That Pine Bluff out the gate, man. Uh, you, you like the coaches in SIDs. They just don't believe. They had them picked fifth as well, so I understand that. But Charles, you say war on one side. He actually was not too far off, at least in terms of what you picked at the top, which was Jackson State. And Southern, he had them two in both. So uh, give you a little solidness in saying that maybe you're not too far off if somebody wants, some people are like, ah. Now, people out here saying uh, they agree with you, Professor Williams, as they say on the show, is that you got the wild, wild west. They agree totally with that in terms of what that looks like. So great information there. And we're going to be able to see some updates as the season comes along and we'll see where we'll do some changes and we'll get some descriptive uh, designs out there so we can put your stuff out there. Because we're going to ask, if you will, we're going to ask Joe Clay, his top six in, on East and West Division. So we'll get and see what 1876 is bringing to the table. So everybody's seeing out there now the predicted order of finish, if you would, from Carlos Brown, BJ, Jones, Bryant, Put his stuff out there, pull for it, obviously, myself, and then the, the team of Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Charles Bishop and Mike Watts. Fascinating to see what that is. That's hitting off. Everybody is loving it, hating it. So good stuff there, so I wanted to get in a little bit about that. But let's turn the page a little bit. Sticking with football, Big Stop put up their predicted order to finish. <laughs> A&T has been dominating HBCU. Anybody in HBCU will say that for the most part, what they're able to do. Obviously, they had some tough games with FAMU um, uh, and found a way to get it done. North Carolina Central at the beginning, tough losses, upsets. Some people would say to Morgan State, but they move over to the Big South. Big South is not feeling all this Aggie talk, Aggie love that we're talking about, and they have just humbled the Hampton Pirates. I mean, they picked them second to last. I'll start with them at the bottom at number seven. And then they have North Carolina A&T at number three. Now, check this out because I want to get both of your thoughts on this. I'll stick with you, Charles, first. Not only did they pick them at three, they didn't get one first-place vote. So nobody's mm. much about this team in regards to what they think they can bring to the table. Yeah. Even the fourth-place team got at least one first-place vote. So, Charles, dig in there and let me know your thoughts in terms of what's going on in the Big South regarding the North Carolina A&T Aggies and Hampton Pirates. Well, I think first and foremost, the Big South is going to get a huge helping of John A. Mark. And they might not know about him yet, but they will learn very quickly. Uh, this is a bona fide NFL prospect uh, who will be running behind a big, active, agile offensive line. And that's something that we've seen from North Carolina A&T uh, over the past four or five years they physically whoop you up front, and that's what the Aggies do. So uh, bringing that style of play over into the Big South is going to be very interesting to see what the Aggies can do over there in terms of fighting teams like Mama, who I think uh, was picked to finish first. Uh, not only uh, does North Carolina a get it done on the offensive line, but it's the defensive line. Uh, one thing, uh, Dr. Bill, we talked about with each celebration bowl, they just bring in waves 
of, of defensive linemen that just stay after you, stay after you. And they got another one in terms of uh, Jermaine McDaniel. I mean, we saw the damage that he was uh, able to do against uh, all corner in Celebration Bowl. So I, it, I think North Carolina A&T will be able to go to the Big South and, and continue uh, their winning ways. And it, it'll be interesting to see because we all talk about, you know, where, where games are won and it's won in the trenches. And North Carolina A&T will not take a back seat to any of the teams over in the Big South. No doubt about it. Alan, jump in here and tell me your thoughts. All I got to say is I'm going to pray for all of our uh, Aggie friends because I don't know how in the world you get excited about playing Manmouth, Kennesaw State, <laughs> Robert Morris, after you've been playing FAMU, North Carolina Central, South Carolina State. How do you get up for those games, man? I, I just, I'm going to pray for all of our Aggie friends and let's just hope that uh, the SWAC is able to pull off what it looks like the SEC is about to pull off as far as be- building a super for you. I'm just going to throw it on out there. I think our Aggie, I, I think our Aggie fans are going to agree with me because I don't think they have any desire to go to a game and halftime and hear Dr. Lee playing uh, Flight of the Flight Bumblebee, of the Bumblebee. On, in the fifth quarter. Come on now. Oh my goodness. Your fans, now, are you that's with you? how you close out a segment. Just throw it on the table. Why don't you? 16 team swag. Well, if everybody else, I saw a little bit of this on Twitter, but it seems like uh, Allen is ready for it. So let's get into it. Tennessee State, North Carolina AT, Clark, Atlanta. Who do you have as the fourth one? South Carolina State? You got to bring in SCSU. You got to balance off. You got to balance off the East. Bring in SCSU, but you you what? really need the one that you really need. You need that Clark Atlanta to work because Atlanta is the biggest market for HBCUs. You want Atlanta? Like I said, we can yeah. talk all that stuff we want to in Texas, but Atlanta yeah. has more HBCU alumni than anywhere else on the planet. You definitely want yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, I've been saying it for the longest. Charles noticed. I got to have Atlanta. Clark Atlanta, they'll be just fine. Once they get a little bit of that swag and they get that revenue, they get that taste and that fire, and all those folks in Atlanta will be coming to, with teams visiting there, they'll be just fine. Let them make the move and let them know they're on the clock. But, Charles, Tennessee State, Clark Atlanta, A&T, who is your fourth team, or do you throw one of those out and add two teams? What you got? No, I bring the North Carolina Central. Bring me a law school into the conference. Bring me another Ooh. law school. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. You want a North Carolina Central, you want the rival. Yeah. State and Clark Atlanta University. There you go. That's it. I right like there. it. Two private schools. So you got Bethune Cookman, a partner for Bethune Cookman, Clark Atlanta University. You got North Carolina, uh, the rivalry. And you bring in Tennessee State, connect the rivalry with uh, the Southern Heritage Classic, Jackson State, Alabama AM, Alabama State. Wow. In terms of a Super conference, as they talk about. Yeah, it don't get too much super than that. That was big. I like that, man. You talking about gut punch. Before we go to this break, we're doing a little extended time on the first quarter. We're calling a couple of timeouts because uh, Allen just threw the grenade on everything, so we just had to deal with it. I will say this to support what Charles said earlier. SIC Commissioner Moore, insightful interview on CNN regarding the league decision to require vaccination for the college coaches and staff reaffirming the urgency to protect athletes from potential COVID-19 illnesses as the Delta variant rages across the country at an accelerated pace. 
SIAC Commissioner Moore made a national network television appearance displaying the league's decision to require vaccination. And he did really well on that. Quote, his statement was that it resonated with me. For our league, it is about risk mitigation, end quote. Other thing he said, we're looking at the Delta variant in a sense of a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The other thing that really stuck out to me is what he talked about, the Tuskegee experiment. He threw that out. It wasn't an experiment. Um, he said it was malpractice. I was like, put it out, Correct. out about it. Fire on that. Needs to be said. Two thumbs up for Commissioner Moore. Way to bring it. Quickly, Alan, I know you're getting out of here out of this first quarter. So give me your thoughts. We'll go to Charles, and then we'll take the related time out and go to our first break. A hundred percent agree with the commissioner there. Smart move. And if, if you can mitigate that risk, you can ensure that you can actually play your games. One thing that we got frustrated with in the spring was all the cancellations due to the uh, COVID protocols. We don't want to run into that same thing in the fall with so many of our HBCU games being televised on the ESPN family and networks. I know it's going to, it would be difficult for Commissioner McClellan to have the same mandate because we've got so many state schools in the state of Texas that are following under our governor. I guess that's what we call him still. Uh, but <laughs> I digress. But it would be difficult to enact that same uh, mandate within the SWAC. I know we talked to, uh, to, to Dr., uh, President Dr. Simmons from Prairie View, and she said that, you know, she's a state-funded school and she has to follow the guidelines from the Texas A&M system. So regardless of what she wants to do, she has to follow the guidelines from the A&M system and the Board of Regents, who's appointed by who? The governor of the state. Great point. Great point. Charles, chime in. You started off with this in terms of getting your vaccination. Uh, it sounds like uh, you and more, Commissioner Moore, I should say, understand the importance of taking care of COVID-19 illness. Yeah, I mean, it's all about risk uh, mitigation. I think Alan said it. I mean, that is that is the key word. And right now, I, and I, I don't know how you can make an argument against uh, in terms of uh, getting vaccinated. I understand uh, people will make the, uh, you know, assessment in terms of uh, people who have been vaccinated are still getting COVID and things of that nature. But uh, again, it's it's risk mitigation. Uh, uh, the science is telling us, uh, uh, thus far at least, that uh, those who have been vaccinated, that the effects of COVID will not be as as bad or, or things of that nature. So it's total risk mitigation. So uh, it's the only way forward that I see going forward uh, in terms of uh, not just sport, but just life in general. So. That, that's my spiel. My spiel is to uh, get vaccinated. Uh, if I have to take a booster shot, so be it. So, No doubt about it. This is Dr. Bill. Inside HBCU Sports, I like to get that shot, do what's necessary, stay safe, um, continue to mask up. I'm still wearing my mask. I told you what we're going to do all season just to show you how seriously we think everything is. Um, not only have the shot, but also wear the mask. You know, I fancied up. We got the logos on there with the swag, so we're going to be able to test these folks throughout the season with certain matchups and say, mask on, mask off. You know, my son's doing karate, so he got the wife on, wife off. Karate kid, he wasn't quite ready for that, so he's looking at me talking about wax on, wax off. I said, don't worry about it. Mask on, mask off. With that, this is Dr. Ville inside the HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this belated first quarter break. We'll have a surprise with you on the other side, so stick with us because we got something new because we're going to see another person 
that will give us their predicted orders finished since uh, that's what we're going to do throughout the show. I think you'll get an idea. We'll see how he brings it compared to Charles again because, you know, Charles is the man. He called it out there. He just letting you know this is where it is. Alan gave you a tidbit, so keep your eyes on to see what Alan says. Stakeholder, he goes deep, and he brought it, broke it down for you. With that, Alan, we appreciate your time. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this break. Stick with us. I got an answer to the Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at MyMajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S.com. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. It's like a loot machine. All around town, trying to get down. Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Nope, not so fast. I told you we have in the mixed-up second quarter. We had a substitution coming into the game for none other than Professor Williams is Professor Drew. Drew, let's just kick right to the box. First, again, congratulations back and everything. With that, East-West, you were taking care of business, so you didn't get in the mix, but I know you have some thoughts. Yeah, I've, I've got some thoughts. Eastern Division for last. Let's start with the West. I want to know your finish, predicted order finish. Let's go from the bottom to the top. Or you can be a contrarian like Allen and go from the top to the bottom. I'm trying to uh, teach you a bit about the tease. I tease. It's go all ahead. about the tease, Doc. Uh, <laughs> st- starting at the bottom, Doc, uh, 
I hope you still get your paycheck after I say this one, but I've got Texas Southern finishing last. So I hope they don't take it personal and you understand that it's all business. Can, can we get anybody to give me some love to make sure I keep my paycheck? Can we get anybody? <laughs> Texas Southern is not on the bottom of the Western Division. Please, somebody, save it. Go ahead, Professor. Taking a look back at it, Doc, even you picked them last. <laughs> yeah, I but, know. It was- we ain't gonna let that graphic stay up there too long. Somebody from uh, the pro- the provost's office might be watching. <laughs> exactly, exactly, man. Uh, number five, I've got uh, I've got Grambling coming in at number five. Uh, they won't go over. Uh, matter of fact, I'll go ahead and give you my bold prediction for the entire swag before I go any further. No one will go undefeated, and no one will go win less. That's my bold. That's my bold prediction. There's so much parity in the swag both ways. I agree. That great call. Great call. Keep right. it rolling. Number four, UAPB uh, lost a lot of talent, lost some uh, coaches, but they still have a lot of talent in the house. Plus, they're the defending uh, division champions. You got to give them a little bit of love. My number three, it's going to surprise a lot of people. And if you watched the uh, BCSN Sports Wrap earlier today, I did come out with this. I have not changed it. Alcorn will finish number three. At least two teams left. Yeah, I saw you look up. Alcorn will finish number three. Ask me why. Why? Six conference road games. Yeah. That is going to be. Everybody, it's tough. I agree with you. Nobody else. You're the first other person that that reckoned that. That's why I had them a little concerned. Well, see, that, that's why I needed all this information to make sure I could. I, I gave you some of a revised list today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. We'll come to you in that last quarter. We're going to let you update your list. Right. Uh, prayer view at two. You got uh, just kind of like uh, Alan said, worried out for COVID, worried out for the sanctions, and a few other things. Prayer view very well could have been the spring representative in the championship game instead of UAPB which leaves Southern as my number one in the West. And there it is. No doubt about it. That's pretty nice. Good job. You want to write that little touch sports rap? Oh, yeah. He dresses up really well. All right, let's go to the East. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the the SWAC East. Lost my graphic there. Okay. My number five team is Valley. It's Valley. You know, it's not going to be the same Valley, but given how good everyone else is in the uh, East, as, as much as Valley has improved, so has everyone else. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Everyone on the east side will have at least two conference losses. You may have a five and three division winner on the east side. That's how much parity I'm looking at in the wow. east. That's a nice, uh, nice call there. I've got Bethune coming in at number five. Uh, Charles is going to shoot me with my number four pick, so you know who that is. That, that's Jackson State. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Fam, you will be number three. But I will say this. Oh, the loser of the 
the Fabu Jackson State game will or still be us. in the hunt come November. I don't think that loss is going because of the parity in the East. That loss is going to be as detrimental as one would think. That leads to two Alabama schools uh, at the top. I think uh, uh, Donahue Ely is going to really do something with Alabama State that's going to surprise people. Nice. I like it. Go off the wall. Wait a minute. You got to realize this is coming from a Tuskegee grade. So it is tough for a Tuskegee grad to give Alabama State any type of credit. But Alabama State, this is it is. Alabama State will win the state of Alabama. They've got all three schools on their schedule. They've got Miles to open up, AM in the middle, and Tuskegee to close. They will win the state of Alabama. They will win at least two of those three games, if not all three. But they will not win the East because AM is still my number one. Nice. Man, now that's fascinating. We can wrap our hands around that a little bit. Good, good breakdown. Great breakdown, I'd say, in terms of the rationale that you put as you did it. And it goes off the board to some degree, other than the Alabama AM. A lot of people picking this, but where you have people outside of that is fascinating with me and will be something to watch throughout the season. One yep. other thing about uh, A&M, uh, Dr. Cavill, A&M has uh, preseason the easiest schedule, conference schedule in the SWAC with their crossover games. Yeah, I agree. That's the other reason I had Alabama A&M. That's why I have A&M uh, yeah. engine out Alabama uh, State. And, and they have what I would call the pre, preseason toughest game. They have them at home. Yes. Get at home and they have FAMU at home. And don't forget about that extra week because they did not get that uh, 11th game. They only have 10 games, which essentially gives them an extra buy, which may benefit them later on during the season with just with that rest. Another good catch. Man, Professor Bishop, he's going to send you back to your notes. Send you back to your notes. One thing I love about Professor Bishop, when he goes to the media days, man, he scrounges along. And now he doesn't have to worry about it because he's looking around. I said, no, we have the intern. Uh, shout out to Isaiah. And so he made sure he picked up it because Charles rushed back in there. I, I got to get him stuff. I said, no, we got you. We got <laughs> you. Mr. Bishop, your, your intern, your, your, your assistant, teaching assistant. He got all the material for him. Look at Charles. He don't know how to act. He did a great job with that. Hey. But before we go to this break, I at least wanted to mention this, and you can get – you know, a short little thought about it. We'll go deeper into it next week because you're going to be our resident SIEC expert. So we'll bring you on off and on throughout the season to really touch on the SIEC. And for that matter, a little bit of CIAA because I know you have a certain level of how you really look at Division Two compared to what other people do. The Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, SIEC, is excited to announce that it will release its annual football media day virtual presentation on Thursday, July 29th. 2021 SIC Football Media Day is presented by UBS. So um, just wanted to kick that off. That is uh, as the season kicks off, obviously, Thursday, September the 2nd. So that'll be fascinating. Uh, but let me do this as a one-two. Obviously, in the uh, CIAA, you had Bowie State pick, pick the Northern Division. 
We had Fayetteville State coming out of the Southern Division. What are your thoughts on that? And then any early predictions of who you think will come out of the East and the West of the SIC? We'll leave it as the top team, and then we'll take a break. Bowie State does not surprise me. Uh, the, the big thing with all these Division II schools is who's back? It's been two years since our Division II schools have played. You know, and which which really makes it kind of tough to predict. You really have to get into the media days and see who's still on these rosters, what pickups that they get out of the portal. And because because the division two schools don't put out the information as readily as our division one schools. So any prediction that I make right now on what's this, July 27th, check back with me on August 27th to see if I've changed it based on the, the roster. But if you look at the CIAA, it, except for Chawan moving up from – they finished fourth in 2019. They jumped both the Virginia schools. It is the exact same order as everything finished in 2019. Yeah. You know, SIAC – SIAC is going to be interesting – Assuming that the teams are similar to what they were in 2019, the forecast for 2020, Miles is still the team to beat. Uh, uh, on the West side, everybody forgot about Savannah State on the East because they were ineligible because they were still in their transition. Albany State was the representative out of the East. You know, Fort Valley came within a quarterback injury of representing the East. So the East is going to have some parity too. And if you go back to two years ago, Benedict was, was a player. We don't, we still don't know what happened to Benedict in 2019 with the season they put together, but early prediction, <laughs> I've got Savannah and miles coming out. Nice. Great prediction. Before we go to the break, I wanted to throw this out there. This is cool. Coming from HBCU game day, Livingston to add blue football turf as part of his stadium renovation. And the picture, if you go to HBCU game day, uh, the picture they have for their blue turf, I believe HBCUsports.com has it as well. Man, that's live. That's going to be nice. Everybody's yeah. going to that. Take some pictures of that. Kudos for Livingston to making that statement going the extra mile to get a little bit of marketing branding. With that, this is Dr. Cavill at the halftime. Mark, stick with us. We'll be right back with another guest coming in at the halftime. So stick with us. We'll be right back uh, after this break. Thanks, Professor Drew. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown, 
letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Coles Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net. And on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. It's like a loop machine. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Again, we got another substitute. Uh, third quarter, we have Professor Joe Clay in here. As he's going to give up. We also got a commentary that we want to make sure that Professor Bishop gets. Joe Clay, how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, man. Pleasure to be here. Good evening to everybody. Yeah, I was trying to do an NAT on you 60%, not put you on the road, but Alan Williams took care of you. He said uh, he signed your name to the road, so you're good to go. You may Appreciate be, it. You know, you got like my door and don't let you in. But uh, <laughs> since he took care of it, I caught you on the road. I like, come on in, come on in. Appreciate you letting me in the room. Yeah, and I like how y'all doing in 1876. I see y'all coordinating. That's really nice. But I'm going to have to mark you down and put you in the space of the F square. F square. Professor Bishop know about this too. The F square. If I don't get my shirt, I don't know if that's legal. <laughs> but that that what we do around here. We can do it like this. This was the first pass run, man. You get you. We had to make sure it was perfected before we gave it to the to the to the. I like that. You can stay with you can stay with us. That'll work. Right. So let's do this. You come from the 1876 sports and culture perspective. So you do a, lo- a lot of analysis on Prairie and Panther, which uh, they are in the Western Division. So let's start like this. Let's start with the Eastern Division. Save that, a little tease, if you would. Let's start with the Eastern Division. We've been asking everybody to do their pick. As you know by now, we had those that were there in Birmingham provide their t- top yep. picks, and people either have loved it or hated it. So we wanted to make sure we got a different perspective and gave everybody a chance to get a piece of this fire. So we won't get you right in early uh, on to grill, as they say, since we're talking about football, a little bit tailgating. How about that? No, you're from Louisiana. You like you know, you don't want to put it on the grill. You want that pot. So we're going to make sure that the crawfish is boiling as it gets going, as we get some of your payments. I ain't going to tell everybody because they're going to come and get mine when they visit the tailgate spot. But Joe Clay, enough of that. Eastern Division. Starting from the bottom to the top, who you have? What's your predicted order of finish? Hey, I'm probably going to agitate a few folks, but I've been riding high on FAMU coming to the East, man. I don't care what anybody says. If you've been paying attention to what FAMU has been doing, uh, Coach Prime is the only one who's been bringing in high-profile D1 talent. FAMU 
And Coach Simmons has brought in some nice talent to add to the talent that they've had. I know there's a concern or the unknown at the quarterback spot. I have faith in Coach K.J. Black, the K.J. Black who should never have been allowed to leave Prairie View A&M University coaching staff. However, I am I have faith that whatever quarterback is in his room, and he's bragged about his quarterback room, uh, whatever QB steps on the field for FAMU will do the job. So I got FAMU number one, um, Alabama A&M number two. Only reason why I have them at number two is because their defense, I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in their defense. I think their offense is heavy. Of course, Mr. Glass can get it done. We know he can put up the points along with the receivers, but I, I, I'm, I'm weighing heavily towards FAMU. I got Alabama and AM number two. I got Jackson State number three. You got to show it on the field. They, they better be lucky I put them that high. You got to show me what you can do. They didn't finish. They didn't start off finish well, in my opinion, uh, in the spring. So I've got them number three. We'll see what, what they can do. Uh, a lot of big talking coming out of there. I know that's agitating everybody. I get it. I get it. I get it. I know it's agitating. I'm going to say this. Uh, Shadur better better hope that the offensive line protects him because for him to step out and and essentially say the rest of the swag is beneath Jackson State, it's essentially what he said the other day. Um, He better understand that it's some monsters on the defensive line throughout the swag who will let him know how good they really are. So I hope he gets the protection. Uh, Next, I got Bethune-Cookman. That's probably a consensus pick uh, for Bethune-Cookman. Then I've got Alabama State and Mississippi Valley State bottoming out the East Division. I I will have to teach this group how to do a tease. Everybody wants to start at the top. The tease means you start at the bottom, and then you tease everybody who you're going to say one or two. Uh, let the record reflect. Professor uh, Dr. Bill is in session talking about the lab. Start at the bottom and then you go to the top. Well, I got you on the West. I got you on the West. There you go. Let's try it again. Go ahead. Give me your West breakdown. Interesting on the East. I like what you did there. The West, I think everybody knows TSU, uh, Texas Southern University. Is 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 in the rebuilding process. I'm sorry, they're in a rebuilding process. But Coach McKinley, he has done a very good job of recruiting. He's going to continue to to bring in the recruits, uh, build some depth. So all hope is not lost at, at TSU. Trust me, they will be better. They were better from season one to season two. Uh, I think they need another couple recruiting classes to get them competitive in the Western Division. Uh, next, Grambling. GSU is not who they used to be. However, it is still Grambling, and they're not going to stay down forever. So I, I hope that the rest of the SWAC understands don't get comfortable with Grambling and what happened in, 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 the, uh, in the spring. The boys going to be back. They're going to find some boys. It's going to be okay. So all them Grambling Tigers, back away from the bridge. Don't jump yet. It's going to be okay. Next, Arkansas Pine Bluff. I love the quarterback. I'm not sure about the defensive side of the ball. I know they lost some weapons, but they do have some talent. Um, I'm excited to see the quarterback 
uh, come back and see what he can do again with spring ball behind him and some more experience on the field. Um, I look for them to be extremely competitive, just like they were last year, just like how they they uh, handed an L to PV when they went up to the, for that ride. Uh, next, I hate to say it, I hate to admit it, but Prairie View A&M University is at <laughs> number three. Um, we didn't get to see him enough in the spring. We saw a, just a taste of what they could do. Um, they lost a lot. They lost a lot on defense. Um, they lost some on the offensive side of the ball. We didn't have enough games to really flush out who was going to be the quarterback um, and if the quarterback was going to step up the way that we need him to. Uh, I suspect Connolly uh, was going to develop into the quarterback we needed him to be. We just bought in a transfer quarterback from Louisville. Four-star recruit. He was supposed to be the next Lamar Jackson at Louisville. Um, didn't work out because of injury. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we know Coach Dooley has a great offensive system. They're going to put points up. It's going to be up to the defense, I believe, to uh, execute the way that they can. Next, I hate to say it, but SU, number two. <laughs> Until they've got Preview's number. So I had to put Southern ahead of PV. They got our number. I don't know why. It's a head game, man. It's all mental. Uh, they find a way to win. I have. I, I'm not in love with their quarterback play at all, but he finds a way to win. That's um, it. Yeah. They've got a new coach, so that'll be interesting to see uh, if there are any changes in philosophy, scheme, what have you. Um, coach Odom was the man. He 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 got it done. So we'll see what happens with Southern. But until we can beat Southern, Southern's going to stay ahead of PV, in my opinion. And last but not least, the most consistent team in the Western Division, Alcorn State. Coach McNair, he gets it done. He gets it done with guys you may not have heard of, but they get it done. He gets it done. Um, the quarterback play has been great. So I suspect that they will continue until someone kicks them out of that top spot. Hmm. That's what I got for the West. Man, some great comments. I love what you said there in terms of comparing your top six with our top six. So we're going to make a compilation. We're going to get all this out there to see what the people says, you know, as we keep bringing it. George Johnson, shout out. Belinda Johnson says, this is going to be a fun season. Texas Southern will not finish last. Didn't PV bring in a quarterback, said Dwight Moore. That's correct, uh, as Joe Clay gave some indication to uh, Joseph, Joseph Anthony Goodwin. Charles Edmund, Don Eden. But I love the comment that was made for Steve Gaither. He's, he's really chugging it out. He had fun in terms of Aggie. He talking about, can you call yourself Aggie Pride if you don't get excited from a team? That goes back to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had this one. He says, is it rebuilding if you never built it? <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, he's just shooting fire over here. But with that said, let's go to this quick break. Our last break, we'll come back. We'll get some final thoughts before we do this. You talked about fan, you and the transfers. Jackson State, we know, got some transfers, but the other team that quietly that people are, I don't know what the term I want to use for Alabama AM, but they have a transfer too. In fact, they got LSU running back Trey Provence headed to SWAT Champs from HBCU game. They put this out there, and then Jackson State picks up ex Tennessee four star in the portal as well. So you got loaded transfers going out, transfers going in, freshmen coming up. 
you know, seeing you staying in, it'll be fascinating to see, as I said, there's so many variables. This is just going to be fun. Get your vaccination so you can go forward, mask up so we can move on. With that, this is Dr. Neal inside the HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this break. Good job, Professor Joe Clay. Appreciate it. Shout out to Professor Drew as he gave us some love last period. Just want to give him a shout out in terms of all these substitute uh, adjunct professors coming in here pulling up the Agon game. I really like it. Yes, yes. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick break. <coughs> Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Have you had your Earthblend coffee today? At Earthblend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world, blended and roasted to perfection, giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earthblend Coffee. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports This is Dr. Gaville inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. As we said, we have Professor Joe Clay sitting in for Mike Washington. But we're doing this joint lecture, as you know, today. So we're going back and past the Mike to Charles Bishop. He wants to take over the class a little bit and bring some fire. He has some comments to make. He says some people are missing the point today. Y'all need to take better notes. What you got, Charles? Well, here, here's what I take a look at, you know, and, and, and specifically speaking about Jackson State. Let, let, me, let me just collectively ask the class this question. If any other school had a ranking that ranked higher than Kansas State, Syracuse, Duke, Iowa State, TCU, and Purdue, we would not be asking, I need to see it on the feet. We'd already be of, of the mind state <laughs> that that's a team to watch out for. That's a team to watch out for. The other part we seem to have a collective amnesia with regards to freshman quarterbacks because I distinctly remember in 2017, that was a quarterback that came to Howard, came to Newton, that lit up to me. But all of a sudden, freshman quarterback, he now is like, ah, he ain't seen the field yet. Caleb Newton threw for 2,400 yards uh, in 2017 as a freshman and, and comes back the sophomore year, throws for 2,600 yards. Uh, and you take a look, you know, he was – 
you know, constantly. He's three times Miag Rookie of the Week, uh, Offensive Player of the Week, things of that nature. So it's not unheard of to see just even in recent history how a freshman quarterback can come in and change the fortunes of a team because we weren't talking about Howard football until Kalen got there. So I, I, I sort of see the same trajectory, at least with Shador. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to hone in on the comments. That's, that's fair fodder, you know. He put himself out there with regards to that. But, you know, and it's almost like talking to Coach Prime, you know, their natural order, uh, their natural order is confidence. So it, it is what it is in regards to that. You know what? He put the comments out there, go make the sex, go make the play. So it is what it is. So, you know, it, it, it's just kind of interesting, you know, how the, the, the collective narrative uh, becomes well. We got to see it. We got to see it on the Jack State is a is not this same spring team, and, and so I, I have to kind of you know lay that foundation out there that I, I think what you saw in the spring is going to be a completely different sort of something uh, in in the fall. Let me let me look at FAMU. I think one of the big additions that nobody is talking about with regards to FAMU, Ryan Stanchek is now uh, uh, on that staff, and when we last saw Ryan Stanchek. He was putting together one heck of an offensive line at Alcorn. And uh, I, I tell you, before he left and went to USM, uh, he was a tremendous assistant coach. Uh, and now he's on that FAMU staff. But one of the things I did take a look at with regard to FAMU, and it's, you know, the devil is in the detail. Tremendous 2019 season. What jumps out at me with regards to FAMU, they jump out on you uh, in the first and second quarter. You take a look at the statistics. Uh, they were outscoring their opponents 90 to 45 in the first quarter. Uh, 120 to 93 in the second quarter. An uh, interesting stat in the fourth quarter, they're getting outscored 174 when you take a look at the 2019 season. So they have a tendency to take their foot off the gas a little bit. So that's something that you just have to kind of keep in mind with regards to FAMU uh, going forward into this uh, upcoming swag season. So those are just little tidbits, at least, when you start kind of digging into the numbers a little bit, that stuff like that kind of jumps out at you. With regards to Alcorn, AD touched on it. I thought that was a great point. The fact that they're playing a lot of road games and they're going to be doing it with uh, pretty much a a new offensive line. They lost four starters from that 2019 uh, football team. But you can never take anything away from Coach Fred McNair. He's proven it. He can do it. And they have, I think, one of the best defensive coordinators uh, in the conference who's a head coach in waiting. Uh, in, in terms of talking about uh, what they do on the defensive side of the ball. But I don't think UAPB is going to come back to the pack. <laughs> I think they're that good. I, I think one of the things that jumped out at me, <laughs> offensive line, they protect the Skylar Perry, and Isaac Peppers is a sideline-to-sideline sort of linebacker. So keep an eye out on UAPB because I don't think they're going to fall back to the pack. But this Southern team, this could be a very, very special year for them. Ten stars coming back. On, on offense, uh, you know, Ladarius Skelton has his, you know, up and down games, things of that nature. But we'll see how he does under the Jason Rollins regime because he's proven it. He, he, he figures out a way to win football games. And more than anything, you take a look, three offensive starters come back on the offensive line, um, you know, and that's where they mauled teams. Uh, you really take a look at that Jackson State game, they mauled them up front. And one of the best, I think, tight ends uh, that they're really going to utilize this upcoming season when you talk about Ethan Howard. I, I think he's a, a star in the making of the guy that you can see play on Sunday. 
I know we said this was election and lab. I'm, I'm glad I haven't unpacked my mic, so I would have to drop it. Uh, but courtesy, as, as Karen Griffin said, or Kobe, the belated, uh, I should say, Kobe Bryant, uh, and his ESPN thing with the details, she said that, yeah, the details. You just drop the details on everybody. You know, in the lab, you know, there's things that we saw the, about the debate. And so I didn't set you up for this, Joe Clay, but I did set you up for this, Joe Clay. So if you want a little bit of this, you can give some counter arguments about what was just said. I will just say, so first of all, the natural odor, that's that's prime. That's like, that's, <laughs> I, I'm going to use that. I will say though, Shadur, I was not impressed with his high school tape. I watched I watched a few of his high school games, but then I saw some of his uh, practice game tape. He's gotten better. There's no doubt about that. He's gotten better. The kid can play. I would submit to you, and then my partner Neely will say it all the time. The reason why Shadur is not a five star is because his last name is Sanders. I, I think that in some ways that held him back. That, that keeps people from allowing him uh, to, to get the accolades that he probably deserves because he put up tremendous numbers in high school. Let's not take it too far. He, I, I'm, he, I'm not. I'm he just, was good, I'm, I'm but he was not stats. a five-star. I'm I live, giving you stats. I'm giving I, I, you – I don't even think I'm taking hey, it too far. I'm just giving you what the facts say. I, I go to too many high school football games, and I see four and five stars in – he was not the five. He could not compare to the quarterbacks, for instance, down the street at North Shore High School, uh, who's not at, now at Auburn. He was not a five, and he was only a four-star. Shadur was not a four-star, but he's growing, and there's nothing wrong with that. He He's going to have his way with the sweat. I will give you that. Uh, but when talking about the transfers, how, how much, I guess, projecting how good we think the transfers are going to make Jackson State, well, hell, everybody got D1 transfers. Everybody got somebody ranked higher than, 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 than Kansas State, Syracuse, Duke, Iowa State, TCU. I understand that. First of all, those, them, you're talking about the bottom feeders. You're talking about the bottom feeders of so-called Power Five. <laughs> everybody in the SWAC has TCU? transfers. PV has several transfers that are three and four stars. That didn't just elevate us up sky high. Now, hey, maybe they just didn't get coached up, or maybe they didn't weren't put in positions to to elevate the the, the team. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that just because you have a couple transfers that are three and four star guys, stars sometimes don't mean anything. Sometimes when guys get to college, those stars fall, fade away, and that talent never comes to fruition. I I'm tell saying, you what, if we if we had put oh. this same ranking on a southern, we wouldn't do it. We would not. We would not downplay. I would. I would because I know what I'm talking about in regards to transfer football players, athletes in general. Sometimes they just don't pan out. Stars don't always mean something, man. You can go to the NFL. A bulk of the NFL is made up of two and three star guys. I agree with you. So, I'm. If those stars show up on the field in the fall, then hey, Jack. Jackson State is going to be on and popping. And that 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 game between Jackson State and FAMU is going to be one way to kick off this whack season. Uh, but if those stars kind of dim a little bit, it's going to be tight. That's all I'm saying. Right, yeah. We'll have to leave it right there, man. That was good. That was fun. Great job. Man, see, y'all come to the lab, you get a little bit of that lecture. You get substitutes <laughs> coming in and out in terms of the adjuncts per quarter. 
uh, we went down to the wire. Look like we're trying to go into a little overtime. But be back for us Thursday because we're going to give you the update of what took place at the SIAC Media Day. And then we'll prelude what's going to happen on Friday, which is the MIAC Football Media Day presented by Cricket. And so that is set for Norfolk at the Hilton. Um, and we'll give you an update in terms of what they say in terms of that. And, you know, Tennessee State is on the way. We'll have to figure out what they're going to look like. Not a lot of love over there in OVC for Tennessee State. We'll give you that. Probably get into a little more of the swag release of the television. But that'll do it for us today for the show. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. Thank you for listening inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab of the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Hope you enjoyed our co-hosts coming in at each of the quarter. That was Professor Alan Williams, Professor A.D. Drew, and Professor Joe Clay. Also, we'll tease out just a little bit. We had our intern, super intern, Isaiah Thornton, give us an update, and he provided a descending ranking, if you would, of all 12 teams in the SWAT. So I'm fascinating of what he brought to the table there. So I'm going to give that real quick, and then we're going to ask everybody else to give theirs in terms of this. We got this idea from the CIAA as they give a descendant order in terms of not just division ranking, but all teams. So I thought that was fascinating. So I want to see a little bit of there. But Isaiah said at number 12, he has Mississippi Valley State. At number 11, he has Gramlin. At number 10, he has Prairie View. He did go to Texas Southern, so he has him at nine. Make sure <laughs> I appreciate that. At number eight, he has Pine Bluff. He has Pine Bluff all the way to eight. Number seven, Bethune-Cookman. He has Jackson State at six. At number five, he has Alabama State. At number four, he has Southern. At number three, he has FAMU. At number two, he has Alcorn. As seems like a lot of them, he does have number one, Alabama A&M, in terms of the number one spot. That'll be fascinating. I want to try that with everybody. To see if they can pick us the all 12. What would be the ascending ascending order of all 12 members in the swag if you just lined everybody up and made them play instead of division format? That should be a little fun discussion. But with that, we look forward to you coming and listening to us next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Continue to listen to Needy and Charles Bishop on the pregame show. Check out Charles Bishop on Saturday from 10 to 12 Central Standard Time on the Carlos Brown Show. Check out Brian and AD, the sports rap. We got you covered. We got BJ Jones coming in here. And don't be surprised if we find a way to pull in and give you a little prayer view expert from the 1876 Pulse and Culture that already has a podcast. We might bring them over to the streaming side. Check out. Keep that going. It's right here on my BCSN. That is my JDN, my BCSN, as we continue to load everything you want to know about HBCU Sports from multiple angles. That's inside the HBCU Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook, that's inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Also on YouTube. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Course. Joe? Lecture. Dismiss. Good job. Nice. Yes. <laughs>